it's time for the November 18th, 2011 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, an interpretive guide to current events broadcasting from the campus of the University of California at Irvine, in the backyard of KUCI, 88.9 FM. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. Listen. It's like a symphony to uh-huh. me. It's like a symphony. I, f- I feel like I'm home yeah. when I hear that. Well, there you're a good boy. He's such a good boy. Yeah, come here. He is such a good uh, boy. Yes. He's yeah. sad today. Why is he sad? He's sad for his friends at the uh, Occupy Wall Street. Oh, because they got the crap beat out of him? <laughs> that stuff, you mean? Well, or that they some had of to them leave, got the crap beat out of Or that they them. had to leave their little encampments? I just wonder if this looks good. You interpret the visual to me because yeah. I understand all the politics, but what is the visual of policemen beating Occupy Walls? What is that in in, in yeah. just the general conflict yeah. there? What does that visual bring to you? Well, for me personally, I know that uh, it doesn't look good, um, and especially when <laughs> uh, when uh, the when they show pictures of old ladies being pepper sprayed. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's not a good thing. Um, well, he was just. He thought she was younger. <laughs> so yeah, it a, it's okay. It was, yeah, it was a compliment in a way. Yes, you know? that's right. You're, you, yeah, 80 is the new 50 or yeah. something, and so you can spray him. Uh, well, well, actually, he was afraid that, you know, that her, her physical strength yes. might overtake him. Well, and the police explanation was that, you know, it's not that dangerous to be pepper sprayed. Oh, yeah. It, you, it's, you could yeah. spray it uh, the, uh, into the eyes of a 10-year-old as, as opposed to an 80-year-old. Mm-hmm. Really I it, do that daily. <laughs> do, yeah. You, yeah. do you do you I, self-administer yeah. pepper spray or do no, you just no, randomly? No, I'm not Stephen Colbert. Just, oh, just, yeah. oh, okay, just I'm, randomly I'm, yeah. walk up to people and start, you know. I'm not a parody. Oh, I know. We're, I know. Uh, I wasn't going to go there, but all right. Um, yes, I think this is the thing right for me right now is – they're at kind of a juncture. There seems to be uh, a lot more talk about them in de-encamping, moving away from the sort of the Occupy uh, mm-hmm. aspect of this into something else. And I think that they're rapidly approaching what I call the Kent State moment. Okay? Oh. I, I do think that something will happen somewhere where, uh, where someone will be seriously injured or hurt. And for me... Going back to the time of the Vietnam demonstrations, Kent State was a line in the sand. After that, it seemed that demonstrations dramatically dropped off. And I think it's because the stakes were raised. And what I'm referring to with this Occupy movement is the stakes will be raised at some point. Well, there was also a clampdown at that period, too. Right, right. That was the beginning of the clampdown. Right. There was more police presence on campus. After that. Right. Exactly right. And that's what I'm talking about. To protect the police from themselves. From themselves. Exactly. And I don't know where this movement, I I mean, it has popular support. It seems to be, have have resonate with with people around the country, even those who aren't there. And I just think that 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 demonstration is getting to a point where there's going to be a moment in which they have to make some very serious choices about the direction, how it's going to unfold, and confrontation with authority and all the rest of it. And um, I, I, this is a really smart group so far. I think they've been real smart. I don't know how you feel, but... Um, the Occupy, Occupy Wall Street yeah, people by, are smart. By, by, not, by not specifically articulating every single issue and how they want it to be kind of decided. But again, may I, may I ask, okay. how, the visual doesn't look good. No. No, that's right. But if you are the majority of Americans whatever that means. Mm-hmm. But you get a kind of feeling of a middle, don't you? Yeah. 
Yeah. What could carry an election? Yes. Get kind of a general feeling about uh-huh. that. How does it see this? When it sees the images, which most of them are looking at, mm-hmm. how does it react to this when it reads the words and hears the descriptions? Well, I not, think, yeah, you know, I not think, an interpretation of how you think politically will go. Right. I think as long as it's perceived as nonviolent, uh, and it so far is, and I think the images yeah. have been of the uh, demonstrators actively resisting the police, but in a nonviolent way, I think they'll be fine. Is that your preconceived notion? Uh, so far, unless you consider locking so arms. So far, <laughs> well, I mean, it's unless you can no, consider your locking preconceived ar- notion. Your preconceived. Is, is that what you uh, imposed on this because of your past? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. you're hoping that they're going to be peaceful, and so, so you far. don't see anything that in, isn't could be interpreted as violence or no. I don't. Is it any arrogance? I'll tell you what. I'll even go back for. I'll even go further than that. Okay. Going back to the '60s, other than the Weathermen mm-hmm. movement, which bombed property. Now the unintended consequence of they did in fact injure or kill somebody along the way. Putting that aside, which was an aberration, almost every other part of the anti-war uh, movement was nonviolent. Hmm. I don't. I can't think of any instance where demonstrators. I mean, I guess you could point to Chicago uh, as maybe an example of violent behavior on the part of anti-war demonstrators. But looking well, but, back, there was none. But however, though, you wouldn't hear that from other people who lived through the same period of time. Is that? Um, I maybe yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, well, you will give that. Yeah. Yeah. I would say and that. Yes. Apparently, by the presidents who've been elected, that side's clearly won mm-hmm. an election. Mm-hmm. It rules the country. Mm-hmm. How do they see these images? Well, again, yeah. how do they see these images is the question. You're exactly right. That is the right question. Do they see it as an anti-war, anti-economic, anti-policy? You know, how do they see it? And I don't know the answer to that. Ah, okay. I think at this point, because they haven't been so specific about their views, people read into it what they want to, want to hear mm-hmm. and see in it, more or less. Because... I'm somebody who's broadly supportive of it, but if you ask me the five things that they're adamantly in favor of, I couldn't tell you what they are. I know what I'm in favor of, but and I'm projecting that onto their movement. So, how do you? What do you think? You have- one of John Lennon's molars sold at auction uh, for thirty-one thousand two hundred dollars. Uh huh. Now, do you think that's a lot of money for a tooth? <laughs> I'm just asking. Do you think that somebody's fame can bring that much? Into a tooth. Apparently. I mean, would would George Washington's real teeth bring $32,000? I think George Washington's teeth would probably bring... In fact, he has some wooden teeth. Now, there's the real line right here to be drawn. How much is George Washington's, or are his teeth worth? Yeah. Yeah. Again. I would would pay... Those are wooden teeth, though. There's something almost better about that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I'm saying if they unearthed his real... Somehow they pickled his real teeth, you know, before they made him wooden, you know. The reason I bring up John Lennon is, there's a great quote, and I'm sure you've heard of it, Uh, when it gets down to having to use violence. Oh, okay. You're playing the systems game. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is is old hat theory, but nevertheless. The establishment will irritate you, pull your beard, flick your face to make you fight. And the establishment, you can the man. put anything the in man. there. Yeah. yeah. The person you don't like. 
That's because it. once they've gotten you violent, then they know how to handle you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The only thing they don't know how to handle is nonviolence and humor. But a bing. But a bing. That's yeah. why we're here. Um, exactly. And t- you can't, I don't think you could name, I can't name anyone who's in charge of this movement. I can't point to one person who I know is kind of the person that is making decisions for this movement, which is a very different than we're used to. Yeah. And that's another reason why it's going to be difficult for... Well, I think that's the beauty of it, in a way. I think there's... It's a media message, and the message is that it it can be... It can't be broken down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's been a lot of media messages lately from the underground. Yeah. And I I credit you, personally, and I wouldn't know this if it weren't for you, but I remember years ago your subscription to Adbusters. Mm. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying a lot of this kind of, this sort of sensibility that's permeating this movement comes from this diffused sort of, you know, independent action on the part of people, and it's coalesced now. Yeah. And I think groups like Adbusters, who yeah. uh, I'm just saying, I wouldn't have known about them, and um, were, were, uh, were, I've been instrumental in this. Yeah. I think they have had a big impact. And I, yeah. I hear references to them once in a while, and I, you know, good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is the message. It's about... Well, it's about what we're being told all the time and what's real, the difference between the two. So Anonymous has turned its attention. You know Anonymous? Yes. Oh, is that? Yeah. Is Mahler's Mahler? going up, and, he, I, and I need a sip. Is he running? He looks like he's way over on the other kind of, the, over on the other side of the property, way out there. What's he? I wonder what he's doing over there. Is he? Oh, never mind. I can see what he's doing now. I don't, I really don't want to know now. Anonymous, mm-hmm. the uh, internet, yes, guys, mm-hmm. those guys, yeah. Because I don't know who they are because they're anonymous. H- hence you know. the anonymous has turned its yeah. attentions from corporations to pedophiles. Did you did you hear about this? Story? No, I have not. Yeah, with the news that the hacktivist group has taken down multiple child pornography pornography sites. So they're instead of going after banks and businesses, they're kind of taken on a, uh, I think, a nice cause. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> Including one of the largest known. They shut down one of the uh, largest known. I believe it was called, uh, well, you know, why, why even give him yeah, any, t- any please. publicity? Yeah, please. You know, <laughs> oh, and be, by the way, the www. No, 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 no I know. give away no, the I URL. I'm just no, I know. Give the name of the company, <laughs> but you know, screw that. Yeah. Uh, Good. So, anonymous. anonymous. I'm proud of Anonymous. Yeah. yeah. Good for them. The U.S. Air Force has a new 30,000-pound bomb in its arsenal. You hear about that one? I did. And the the real question here, it's a massive ordnance penetrator. I don't really know what to make of that. Who chooses these terms? I, you know... I think that you think that one's destined to be to be a uh, a band in in six months, <laughs> or just the uh, uh, it will be yes some somewhere or somehow. or a joke on the Daily Show. Yeah, it'll Where be is that all one of going? that. All of that. All yeah. that will happen. Um, y- you know, I've got your massive yeah. orn- ordinance <laughs> penetrated yeah, right here. Exactly. All uh, thirty thousand. That's pounds. that's our message. Yeah. To yeah. apparently, Korea. North Korea and Iran. Yes, uh, yes, yeah. and uh, exactly right. Th- this comes at the at the time when um, 
uh, Israel is lobbying the United States very hard to attack Iran. Uh, and also Obama, President Obama, has said that all options are on the table with Iran. So, And so on top of that, we've got – oh, and by the way, the United States is announcing a – how deep this thing goes like – a quarter of a mile into the yeah. ground or some crazy uh-huh. thing before it explodes. It, how many? Do you know how many have been delivered to Israel? No, I don't. I, I think there's there's eight. Oh, okay. uh, total. And that's the question. I think is kind of an important question. Yeah. How this thing's going to play out if indeed it does happen? Will we be using Israel as a base? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And and um, yeah, it's it's I I have been hearing this chatter, reading about this chatter uh, in Washington about a very strong push uh, from the Obama administration to put military options on the table with Iran, and they're they're looking at something maybe before the election even. So something to keep an eye on. Speaking of uh, which, speaking of which, well, yeah, yeah, on, yeah, give yeah. Me something. All here. right. Well, the U.S. Uh, well, President Barack Obama uh, yeah. was down in Australia just a couple of days ago. He's on a, uh, you know, he's touring. He's looking around. Maybe he and Michelle are going to retire down there. Yeah. I don't know. And uh, he 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 said he or he's unveiling a plans for a permanent military presence in Australia starting next summer. The U.S. will be deploying about 250 Marines for a six month. Tour. It's not exactly a huge uh, presence. However, it will eventually reach 2,500 troops, and I'm sure along with that will come all the kind of, uh, you know, the ships and all that other nonsense that goes along with having Marines anywhere. So uh, permanent base in Australia. Don't know what it means. Um, just It's more military there, stuff. That's what we need, more military. Um, yeah, so. Is it inevitable? I don't you know. What about, Are we just going to keep going this way? Yeah, I don't what know. What do we need? I don't know. I don't know. It makes me. It. I don't know. What is it? Is or that? Are, is it? Is this just a permanent uh, condition? I just. I. I don't know if it's just that we are uh, playing chess with the Chinese at this point, and we think that we have oh, to have ooh. some kind of a a presence uh, in their back. Well, it's not exactly their backyard, but it does present some sort of strategic issue for the Chinese. Yeah. I'm sure along the way, they're, if, they're getting to be a. Well, they're building in our yeah yeah they're they're building side? up their navy so yeah we gotta yeah. do I don't know I mean is this yeah this is really how we have to go all the time we always on that is that the button we're always hitting Obama served notice that the uh, that we're fed up with China's trade and currency practices oh okay as he turned up the heat on America's biggest economic rival that's what we call it China yeah. 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 Obama said China was keeping its currency values artificially low. Which they are. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's hurting us. Hurting us a lot. And And Obama said he wanted them to step up and be adults, I think is the word he used. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They have, yeah. Well, we we can go into the whole China thing sometime. I wonder how adults translates into Chinese. You know, what's what's the news... And the what word have they used yeah. for adults? Yeah, is, does it really translate the same? And and their perception of using that word, I don't know. I don't know either. I know that I could. You know, maybe they're happy with this. Thank maybe you. Sure. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Step up and be adults. Sure. We'll do that. No one's called us adults in a long time. I don't know. I I, I just know that. 
<laughs> we seem to be we're running out of people in the Middle East to get uh, in, into a war with. So uh, I think we we uh, seem to be looking at other opportunities here. Um, yeah. So there's that. Um, the can I just jump back for a second to the Occupy Wall Street thing? Just for I'm going to. Why did the, the you kid have something? The kid uh, Scott Olson who got hit with the uh, projectile. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's uh, he made his first public statement. He's not actually talking yet, but he he did write. I feel a lot better. I'm on the road, uh, a long road. In, I have a long road in front of me. After um, after my freedom of speech was quite literally taken from me, my speech is coming back, and I've got a lot to work to do in rehab. So he thanked everybody for the support and uh, et cetera, et cetera. So he's doing. He's on the mend. Seems to be doing better. Um, I'll tell you, if I were Barack Obama, I would be scared. And I can't use the word on the air right now about this Wall Street Journal. I mean, about this Wall Street, Occupy Wall Street thing. Because this is a tiger that he, I don't think he can actually control. Um, I don't think, these are the same people who four years ago were were supportive of him. And right now, he looks like he's the problem and not the solution. So I don't know how he's... Has anyone done a poll as to what percent really are the 99%? I mean, I understand that we're talking literally the 99% of people who are in a particular condition, but a lot of people uh, interpret that condition dif- differently. Okay. That's all. Yeah. I'd be curious yeah. how much... You know, I'm not, and I'm not saying it's 90, not 99%. I'm saying my guess is it's probably more like... Not a majority, I mean, but my guess is more like 70 some percent. Yeah. Yeah, th- yeah, because there's a good deal of those in the 99% that don't support the 99%. Right, right. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of people around the country who no matter what, they they assume they're going to be rich and they don't want to yeah. anybody, anybody to tell them in any way shape or form that they can't be rich and they and they and they don't want to be taxed. I don't so 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 how does the super committee committee tie into all this? That's not me. Is that it must. It must be. It must be Mahler. Is, is wait a second. Is that hold on. You, hold on. Is that you, Mahler? Mahler, is that is that is that for you, Mahler? Oh, for goodness' sake! You know the super committee. Yeah. He's. I don't know if it's the phone ringing. Maybe he thinks it's a super committee calling him, asking for support. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. You think it might be? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Okay. All right. So, so what do you? How do you interpret this? Have you thought much about super committees? Uh, I haven't thought of, at all because they're irrelevant. Nothing's going to happen with them. I don't even. The, I guess the question is: Is that whole trigger thing going to happen? Right? If they don't do what they're supposed to do, it, there will be automatic cuts in the budget. I, I don't even know. I, I think it's just for show. I don't think there's. This is all that. Now they're talking about repealing. You know. They're talking about repealing all of the the triggers that they were supposedly uh, they had settled on for budget cuts. I don't know. I don't think it's. I mean, that's that's just a joke in and of itself. Yeah, and it it's, is. It's almost too easy to uh, make fun of. Yeah, yeah, it is. There's there's what uh, twelve guys and women, men and women, from both sides, who. I, I just I didn't make it doesn't make any sense. There there's there nothing will happen. Nothing. Well, they're will. not being decisive. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. And and we do put them in office to be decisive. Yeah. I, to, yeah. To do something. Yeah. When I I don't think we ever elect anyone not to uh, 
not come to a decision. No. Or to not come to, to a decision. Well... I'm, I'm, I'm not putting Obama in office so he can not make decisions about things. Right. Okay. Right. But that's, that's the art of politics now is to, to, uh, to do as little as possible. Yeah. And I'm not blaming Obama. No. I just mean yeah. any politician. Any, exactly. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, especially now. Now of all times, it seems that there are, this is kind of the optimum time to actually be doing things that are proactive. Mm. To be, you know, actually. Well, but, in, uh, in my estimation, the super committee should fail. Is it? Yeah. It, yeah. yeah, it will. Yeah. No, but it should. <laughs> Yeah. It should fail. It should fail right away. Yeah. They shouldn't be able to bail themselves out. And that's good. Yeah. That probably might be a better uh, course of events, I would think, because then it would throw us into a panic. And perhaps we could, uh, go, if the 99% movement is true, get hold of some of that fear this time. Yeah. The panic this time and drive an electionist in a certain direction. I, I agree. I agree. I, I don't get, this is what I don't get, is we elect 435 representatives and 100 senators to do the job that these guys are supposed to be doing. The 12, the, why, who said we needed a super committee to do anything? Nobody elected them to be kind of the, uh, the overlords yeah. of, of Congress. I mean, to me, it, that seems that seems wrong. So, too many super committees. Now, you know, the super committee. Mm-hmm. You know, just, I, I assume that it's being a star and being a superstar mm-hmm. is the difference between being on a committee and being on a super committee. <laughs> How does that work? I, they got elected. What, what's super about them? I mean, I just want to know is. I understand they probably have committees beneath them. Yeah. But is there a super, super committee? Because it's... Yeah. Uh, it's, I can imagine a committee having committees who also have committees under them. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, honestly, I mean, you're, I don't know. It, well, it, it, the whole thing is, it's it's a mess, and I really... It's not a mess. I'm just, yeah. I'm just wondering about how that works. I don't... They're... I don't, they were vested with this superpower. Apparently, they have... Uh, <laughs> Apparently, yeah. one of them is capable, you know, of scaling of the side of buildings. Decision. Yeah, and one of them actually has that power to make uh-huh. a decision. So yeah. that would be a superpower. I, I don't know. You know, they can bend forks or something, and and that'd be. I, if you had a superpower, yeah, that's a good. What question. would it be? Wow! If I had a superpower, what would it be? Um. Wow, that's a good question. <laughs> what would what would you do, what would you do if you had a superpower? Come on, I w- I could I think I just want to read minds. Oh well, that's yeah. a good superpower. I just want to read minds because right. um, it's intriguing to think about reading minds. Yeah, it is. Even even the bad things would be very useful. Yeah. Like right now, if I could read your mind. Yeah, and and yeah. my superpower would be blocking people from reading my mind. They would, <laughs> wouldn't take that much. Oh, actually, God. no, um, that would be it. No, that no, no that's superpower. not it. I just couldn't think of anything you know, else. That's very presumptuous. Yeah, I, uh, I would say the superpower I would like to possess would be the ability to. Oh my God, that's I can't. Uh, I mean, other than the obvious, how ones, about be, being Newt Gingrich? Yeah. What if you had the superpower to turn into Newt Gingrich? Or how about this, to any presidential candidate at will? Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, Uh, that would be a good one. 
you could just assume the the persona of like any Rick, presidential like candidate. Rick Perry. You could, for, yeah, just for you a could second do something. You know, I'm I'm gonna really scuttle his campaign. I'm gonna grab his persona. I'm gonna go out and become stupid. Well, you know? actually, that I'm assuming that somebody already has assumed his persona, and because and oh. Am I giving away too much? <laughs> I think you already did, oh, yeah. No. And, and you did it to Herman Cain, too. Way to go. Yeah. Oh, Herman Cain. Did you see uh, the the one? I, oh, I've seen it on his YouTube. Yeah. And it was, I believe, uh, at a press conference. Okay. And it's just him sitting in a brown room. Yeah. Uh, and he actually denies that he said something that he said only 30 seconds before. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've seen that or something. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe it's not the same one, but I've seen him do it. Yeah, it's incredible, and they and they just play these two clips, and you know you usually get that. Yeah, there's that delay factor when someone says something, and then they've changed their mind. Right, is is usually what at least you would think. a week. Yeah, a week. <laughs> you give yeah, a week. I mean, that's low. Yeah, you know, that's, I know. I, yeah. <laughs> two weeks. I mean, yeah. I don't know, but yeah, but this one is like you're right. It was like it was like a half an hour later, mm. and he said, "I I didn't. I don't even remember. I mean, I did I say that? He didn't say I don't remember. Uh, yeah. He said I didn't." He yelled at the person who said that he did. I don't. He lost his temper with the person. There's something. I think there's th- something amiss there. I, I think there is something <laughs> yeah. amiss. I, I think that's the. I there may be early dementia of some kind. I don't know, but he definitely he keeps doing it, and it's yeah. not the only time he's done it either. He was in a. He was being asked a question about his position on pro on uh, on choice, pro yeah. choice, anti choice, whatever it was, and he gave two completely contradictory answers in the span of about 30 seconds so uh, <laughs> I, I you know i i i don't know what to say i honestly the repo- i i can't watch these debates i've watched a few minutes of it the other night but um as soon as michelle bachman came on and started talking about um some foreign policy thing i i just i just my head exploded yeah it was really it was really something. Oh, speaking of people in politics, Newt Gingrich. Speaking of Newt Gingrich, uh, by the way, here's a guy that's you know claiming that he's uh, you know he's he's got a clean house. It turns out that he's taken 1.8 million dollars in consulting fees from Freddie Mac, which in in by his analysis was the reason for the financial collapse in 2008. So this disclosure has drawn scrutiny uh, in uh, in part because Gingrich's previous criticism of other politicians as well uh, who have taken money from Freddie Mac. Uh, he had at one point called for the jailing of um, Tom um, of Chris Dodd and and Barney Frank because they were the ones who authored some legislation to essentially clean up the uh, the financial system and he, he claimed that they were the reason that the, the, the economy had basically continued to uh, suffer uh, but he did blame Freddie Mac uh-huh. As the as the as the prime perpetrator of all of the, all that's wrong with America, and he he just took eight one point eight million dollars from them um, in consulting fees. So there you go. I don't know. Does that say he's a hypocrite? Call me crazy, but yeah, I think it does. Just for what it's worth. Oh, I know what I want to ask you about. Yes, I just want to remind our listeners that they're listening to KUCI eighty-eight point nine FM mm-hmm. in Irvine, mm-hmm. and that. Uh, Yeah, and we're that's it. Now we're here. Yeah, yeah we're doing. Uh, I want to ask you about the whole Penn State thing. I know we kind of covered right. it last week, but they're the latest revelation, and this is where we. This is the what we call the salacious part of the show. This is where we 
we uh, the, uh, the, it was an interview that uh, the coach who's been accused of all of the, the charges of child abuse, sexual abuse of children, was on with Bob Costas. And he asked him about his, how did he feel about, was he sexually attracted to young boys? Well, I'm, I'm, let's not even go there. I mean. I was just holding my tongue. I'm just sad that a university and so many people that have done great things over the years, uh, the only thing anyone can remember about that university, yeah. Penn State, is, uh, you know, that makes the news. Yeah. Like you said uh, last week. If, if the news were about anything that uh, could, could truly change people's lives, yeah. rather than looking for gutter behavior and, and yeah. what... And enticing Depra- us with De- us? Depravity. And yeah. A, yeah, it's, yeah. I, those things happen, and you want to make it headline news and, and spend all the commercial money. And, and it's the companies, too, that, that pay for this crap. Right. Shouldn't well, they be ashamed of themselves? Yeah, like I you mean, s- truly, yeah, yeah. when's the last time that they literally said something positive about a university? Right. Yeah, he said, you know, how many, how many times do you hear about the professor from Penn State who, uh, you know, split the atom or cured... Some infectious disease yeah, from any university, yeah, from really. Any, yeah. You hear about them, but it, not often. Yeah. You're, gonna, you're always going to hear yeah. sex leads, blood leads. Yeah, if it bleeds, it leads. That whole idea. Well, and this, yeah, this is take this is taking up a lot of real estate in the in the news cycle um, because because we're witnessing essentially in slow motion a guy we're we're, we're bearing witness to a sexual predator. No different than there are thousands of other sexual predators out there, and um, but he happens to be a football coach, so now everybody is much more apparently much more interested in. How many other football say. coaches do you think have been predators? Oh God, I I wouldn't even I to yeah. say there's I mean I'm sure there have been some. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, I I don't know. Yeah. Do, do you think there's a people who are likely to play football are also likely to be predators? No, I don't know that that's I don't, true. Well, think about it. They are predators. At least, at least physically. the defense is. Yeah. They're predators. Well, and they're the aggressive people. They're, let's put it that way. I don't think any football player would would deny that. Are you a predator? You know, and I, I, would, I would answer, yeah. Well, in the sense of the guy who has the ball or I want the ball. Yeah, in, in, that, in, in a the, competitive way. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they're... I know you're not making the, the case. They're not that going they're... in for a killing, just metaphorically yeah. killing. And oftentimes they go in with as much strength that could kill a normal man had yeah. he not had padding on him. Right. So that makes them predators, I would think, yeah. even if it's in a game. Yeah. I think there's a point when you use physicality to such a degree that you have to blank out some of the mental that goes along with it just right. to, to ease the pain a bit. And and if you've spent any time playing football, you know that one of the goals of your of of it is to hurt the other side, to essentially yeah. render them unable to continue. So there is there is certainly yeah, that part of it. But uh, so the question could be: Are predators predators? Well, <laughs> to, you know, are they yeah. more likely to be predators oh, I, in all phases of life? Yeah. Or is it, does that actually does that behavior? on the football field soak up some of the yeah. predatory things Does that it, they might yeah. bring into other aspects. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't know either. I don't even you know, I 
I've never played football, and frankly, the idea of showering with other men isn't appealing to me, so. I mean appealing. It is when you're sweaty. Okay. You're right. Is it? Yeah, it is. You're right. You're right. I mean, it's not something I want to do right now. (laughs) I don't think I'd make money doing that, you know, if there was a place that said shower with men. Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe it would. I've been proven wrong before. Oh, my God. Things have gotten... Yeah, they're going off the rails here. Yeah, so... So, what do you think about them selling Crystal Cathedral? To the uh, Orange County Archdiocese? Yeah. Speaking of... That's news. Yeah. What? Speaking Speaking of of predators. What? Never mind. The Orange County Archdiocese. You think so? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that that's a, a nice segue, segue there. Yeah. See, that's what they call in radio segue. No, I don't know what. Uh, <laughs> what is? Uh, I have no idea. They're, they're going to buy. They're, there's still going to be a challenge, though, right? They're, they still uh, whoever somebody else wanted to buy it for uh, for some reason. What? Uh, somebody wanted to buy Crystal Cathedral. I don't know. Chapman I, University. Chapman University. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, they wanted to buy it. Well, they were. They wanted to uh, lease it out. Okay. I've also, you know, what do you think about the building, just for what it's worth? Because they're paying money for something out there. Yeah, they're And it is for, a landmark. It is a landmark. Oh, man. Have you ever been in it? Yeah. Yeah. I have, too. And, um, I, you know. Yeah, the, uh, divorce the fact that it's a church. Yeah. Is it is it a, a sound piece of, where does it rank in architecture in, oh. in the 20th century? Yeah, well, it, you know, it's it's. I love. Uh, I do personally like buildings uh-huh. that let light in, and yeah. and it certainly does that. It's it's yeah. very well, um, and it does great that way. Uh, well, you know what I like. What I like about it is the architect Philip Johnson did the Chippendale building in New York, the one that's cut out like a Chippendale chair. It's the AT and T building, which is now owned by Sony, okay. but it's the you know the I know chair exactly back. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, and and that's that was a great kind of. How pop statement, yeah, but also got a little bit into you know it kind of opened the door for postmodernism mm-hmm. in, in architecture. So, so here he is asked to build something to God, right? And so he just does nothing but put in glass. Yeah, that says something kind of both pop and profound. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, again, I'm a fan of buildings that have those kinds of uh, you know. Uh, characteristics. I I, yeah. I love that. Yeah, and it would have been fun if Chapman had gotten it. I you got to wonder what the Catholics are going to do to it. I mean, seriously, how is that going to change the mood of the church? And and it, I suppose it's a nice thing for the uh, surrounding Hispanic population too. Yeah, I, they they've been trying to build a cathedral um, somewhere in near Santa Ana, and yeah. they were going to spend a hundred million dollars for a cathedral. Do you like this idea? Uh, I, you know, yeah. I mean, I guess I, 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 nice. I, you know, I will say this about Schuler. Speaking of Crystal Crystal Cathedral, I'm, you know, I've been to a service there, uh-huh. and watched uh, the whole Glory of Christmas thing. Was that when he had Tony Robbins on next to him? No, it wasn't. Yeah. No, I wasn't there for that. Because you got to, you got to see him with. And Tony I'll Robbins. give, I'll give you this on, on Schuler. He was not one of those fire and brimstone. You know, you're going to hell and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. His was pretty positive. In in the yeah. in the scheme of things, he generally didn't spew a lot of dogma. He was a guy that just seemed to be interested in improving your outlook on life. Mm-hmm. So, and it's by know, any means necessary. By any and and send me rent me a check. That's that was an important part of it too. So, oh, yeah. um, yeah. No, I I I don't know. What do you think? I got one for you. What? It's a it's a sports related question. 
Dodgers. Okay. The Dodgers. Clay, Clay oh, the Kershaw. Dodgers. I mean, I thought you were going to bring up the NBA. Oh no, no, we no. You want to talk sports? Well, no, just real quick. The the Dodgers they are getting sold, uh-huh. right? They're apparently uh, Frank McCord is going to sell them. He's going to yeah. be forced to. And um, Clayton Kershaw won the Cy Young. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, Mahler's excited yeah. about that. I, mean, I feel good about that. Yeah, it's a good boy, Mahler. Yeah. You like Clayton? Yeah. 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 yeah Clayton Kershaw had a great season, and I didn't think he was going to win actually, but um, but he did, and I'm my hands off to him. But the fact that the Dodgers are going to be sold to God knows who, some other <laughs> some other one percenter is going to buy him, and we'll see what else, what happens. I don't know. Just as a sports fan in general, yeah, this whole period is kind of a turn off. <laughs> yeah, you think? You know, yeah, yeah. I just gone limp for sports. Mm-hmm. You know, you know I have too. Yeah, uh, I have. So, so what? I, yeah, you know? I, mean, I if know. You, if you guys come on, it, it really is. You, you make plenty of money. You make plenty, plenty of money. Yeah. The, even the even in the NBA, if you were talking about people who were coming up outside the NBA, I agree. And and I understand that you didn't want a middle, you know, you know, have the middle being paid so much. Yeah. But I I think there's a case to be made that those are the economics. Those are the real economics. Yeah. The the star brings in the cash. Yeah. Yeah. And and they just want to. I, I I you know what I, I'm I'm not arguing. I I can understand that everybody wants to be paid equally. Yeah. But just come on, let's play ball. Let's. Let's let's put it. Let's use some humor instead of turning it into this affair where we're supposed to feel pity for someone who makes far more I know. than most anyone within my earshot. Yeah, yeah. Except for the ones that lived there. <laughs> you know, yeah, for some of the richer ones. And I don't mean no, it. no. I'm in the wrong place. There, there are much more you know wealthy people than that within my earshot. But nevertheless, yeah. But within I... the great majority of the people that pay the tickets to go watch it. They're they're in the upper one percent, right? Well, on the I mean the NBA is, yeah. is what you're talking. I think you're what you're talking about is the NBA, and yeah. it, to me, it is millionaires arguing with billionaires yeah. about what how much money they're going to make. And and I'll tell you, I used to watch NBA and and you know football and that. I can't watch a whole game anymore. I literally can't. I'll, I I turn on uh, a few you minutes. Thing. No, I'm just saying because all of these factors play into this stuff. Yeah. All of this stuff. You know, after a while, you just it's and all the hype, all these guys and the, uh, the commentators constantly talking about this is the, the this is the greatest whatever in the history of mankind, and it just gets it just gets tedious. Yeah. It's just awful after a while. Just, I mean, they're just they're throwing a ball for God's sake. You know what I mean? You got a ball, <laughs> and you're gonna throw it, or you're gonna kick it. I can understand you, that they're best at it. Yeah, I get that, but but you're gonna really so. Anyway. Really? Yeah. Really? Really. Uh, right. We're almost out of here, but let's see. Crystal Cathedral, Prop 8. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't even... One side said this so is the greatest... They get to argue now yeah, about it. The so merits. It, they said they, yeah. now they argue so, the merits. Yeah. So pro-gay is yeah. not real happy about this because no. it's going to be end up in the Supreme Court. And right. that'll be interesting, won't yeah. it? Yeah, it will wow. be. Yeah. 
Jeez. And uh, also, the speaking of the Supreme Court, there's the politics of that is mind-boggling. At what point in time would it reach the Supreme Court? I suppose it'd have to be after the election. But would they pull some hokey pokey and throw it right in the middle of the mix? Uh, I don't think they can. I yeah. think it's still going to be appealed to the California Supreme Court yeah. one more time, and then it'll no, go. they'll delay it then until the next election, or they'll, they'll find some convenient time. But to I, rule but on I'm it. telling you, in two or four years. There'll be more people who will be in favor of allowing gay people to get married. It's yeah. the, the, the politics. So maybe it's a race in time. Yeah. So they, it, could, it, they could make up a new rule, you know, pro, uh, retroactively. Yeah. Yeah. You have they to. Could, you, they trade a yes on the super committee for the ability <laughs> to overturn a Supreme Court ruling oh, and, and, yeah. and uh, bring in another case in time for the uh, 2000. And, well, they are actually the issue of the health Obamacare, 12. the so-called health, you know, the Healthcare Reform Act, is is on track to be decided sometime this summer, coming summer, um, which will put it right in the middle of the presidential campaign uh, as to whether or not it's constitutional as part of Obamacare to force people a mandatory buy-in to insurance. Yeah. That's the that's the issue, and that's going to be what's the uh, Supreme Court's going to decide. So it's going to throw a wrench one way or the other into the presidential election. So so there. Oh boy! Yeah. All right then. Well, and finally, now oh, finally, okay. Yeah. Would you like some cookie? Although cookies, yeah, but it's got chocolate. I'm sorry. What? Yeah. Where are they from? This is from this place. PDM. Yeah, PDM. Huh? Pondumont. Oh yeah. Yeah. Am I saying yeah. that correctly? Pondumont. Pondumont. Oh yeah. There you go. There you go. That's wonderful. Yeah. What kind of cookie is just it's chocolate? It's chocolate and pecan, which Ooh, I think no, those that are would two. Be a, yeah, that'd be a double dose. You'd be, yeah, yeah. that would not be good. Yeah, <laughs> my, yeah. yeah, I'd swell up. I, I'd fill the studio. <laughs> That's what it would happen. It would turn, be, turn into you know, Jiminy Glick thing. right in front of me. And finally, yes. Russian police arrested historian and necropolis specialist. Oh, the, you mean the guy, dead guy? Ne- yeah, yeah, okay, so yeah. Anatoly Moskvin. Mm-hmm who had dug up 29 mummified women. He, so he, this guy was studying graveyards. Uh-oh, he was going already... around studying. He's, okay. And he, anyway, that's yeah, a, I think that's a... It's a legitimate... Yeah. yeah okay. A study, a, a field yeah. of study. In fact, yeah. I think it's yeah. kind of admirable in some ways. Yeah. They did manage to take a, have, find a picture of him or take a picture of him where he, you know, you would imagine that that may indeed be the kind of person you... Maybe wouldn't want to have digging up be yeah, you know, a scholar of yeah, yeah. necropoly. Anyway, he had uh, twenty nine mummified women from local graveyards dressed up as dolls and placed <sighs> them throughout his home. 